1: When I'm going down on her, the first thing I do is don't go for the clit. I will pull on the labia a little bit and pull them down, or I will use my fingers a little bit and I'll just start try to get things warmed up and use a little pressure on the sides because the clit is not just a little ball at the top, it's a right. huge organ.
0: Your wife made gluten-free muffins for you and a play partner.
1: Yeah. And you <laughs> know what? Fun. There was no poison in them because I survived.
0: Th- yeah, you both did, apparently. Yeah, yeah right. There's yeah. a poison. them. that's good. Yeah, that's funny.
1: So you understand how phenomenal my wife really is?
0: Totally. I bet you like, I know there's all these men out there going, dang, where can I find one of those? Yes.
1: But here's the, you don't have to find one. You can make one. You know what it takes?
0: Please tell us.
1: Love and love and love and be a fucking man.
0: Yeah, there you go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm super excited. This Saturday, Steve is back. And today we want to share his adventures and kind of what's been going on. If you guys didn't catch the first episode that Steve was on, do yourself a favor, go back and listen to it. It's episode 319. That aired on October 1st. That's uh, Life in an Open Marriage. And just to briefly kind of sum it up. Steve, you know, got to the point in his marriage, like a lot of people do, where he felt like maybe they should open it up. It was a discussion that he and his wife had, and he's been off and having adventures. So he's here to kind of follow up and fill in the blanks. So Steve, welcome back to the Curious Girl Diaries.
1: Thank you very much, Layla. You look gorgeous as always.
0: Thank you. You like my different glasses this time? I can take them off now, see, because I don't have to read anything. We're just going to freewheel it.
1: (laughs) Hey, okay. I'll do the same.
0: All right. Except, you know what? Actually, I spoke too soon. I have a listener that has a particular interest in what's going on with your situation. And he has been sending me voicemails and he was nice enough. I said, you know what? Why don't you just send me an email with what you want to know, like what you felt you didn't get answered on Steve's first episode? And I'm going to give you the chance to answer that for him right now. So let me pull that up. Okay. This is from, I'll call him D. And he says, I'm quite interested to learn more about the actual evolution of his wife sending him out to have his needs met with others and what her dynamic is with it now. Does she go out with friends while he plays? Does she go along? Does she just sit at home looking forward to it? His first interview was great.
1: So we try to coincide her dates with my dates. Her dates are a little bit different than uh, I say her date. It's actually only one person that she sees. It's a little bit different. It is uh, not terribly sexual. It is more of um, it's a date. Go out, have drinks. Maybe you go see a movie, something like that. It's just a different dynamic. Obviously, the reason that we are in this is because of her libido situation. And that hasn't changed. I think it will at some point. But in the meantime, she has given me license to go out and explore and have some fun. And I think I told you some of the interesting things that have happened. Like my how do I say this? My secondary partner, because my wife is my primary partner.
0: Okay. I feel like I have to just because, you know, I feel like right now Dean might be going, wait, 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 did I get
1: <laughs> Okay. All right, back me <laughs> let's, up.
0: Let's let me make sure we answered this. Okay. Okay. All right. So Did we cover, you know, I guess he's interested in the evolution of your wife sending you out. So what is your dynamic now? How, you know, you're, she's going on dates, you're going on dates, albeit there are different types of dates still, you know, if she's meeting somebody, you can still have intimacy between two people that aren't physical. So is this a, I guess, an intimate dynamic for her, the person that she's, or people that she's going on these dates with?
1: Yeah, so there really is not an evolution. It just sort of went from we're not open to we are open. Now, there are some discussions along the way, probably about a year's worth, but it's more actually my opening up than her opening up. I think this is something that she would have allowed me to do if I had asked five years ago. Oh, I never asked.
0: (laughs) Do you hear that, guys? Maybe if you're afraid to ask, maybe you should. You don't ask, you don't get. That's what I always say.
1: Right. And I assumed that I wouldn't get, but at some point I realized that I probably would. And of course, that helps when you know the answer is going to be yes. And she absolutely understands that she is number one. So when I talk about partners, she is my primary partner and always will be. So I have what I consider a secondary and a tertiary partner at the moment. Her date, the person that she sees, is someone she's known for a long time. And they go out for a beer and a burger and maybe go back to his place and watch some sports. And maybe there's a little bit of fooling around. I don't ask.
0: Yeah. Would it bother you if there was?
1: At this point, I don't think so. And partly from a fairness realm, but also from a standpoint of we are so solid in our relationship that I am not possessive. I am protective, but I'm not possessive. Now, if I was worried about her safety, that's a whole different thing. But I'm not worried about her safety in this situation.
0: This just sounds like almost, I mean, so ideal. I mean, she's got this partner that you're okay with. And so she's not, I think that's a key point too. She's got it, you know, you guys are sort of, she's off having her date and you're off having your date. I think it might be a little different if she's sitting at home, kind of like, and she doesn't have her own thing going on.
1: And her thing started before my thing, way before.
0: Right. Okay. So I want to clarify that now. How did you feel about that? So it seems like, so it was a little one-sided for a while there, right?
1: So I discovered this by thinking something was going on. And yeah, so right?
0: I had a feeling,
1: <laughs> then yeah. someone whispered something into my ear one time that a third party that sort of made me think, huh, something's going on. And so I did the due diligence I needed to find out that, yes, something was going on and I confronted her. And she told me what was going on. She also left some things blank, and I filled in the blanks with things that were that at the time I couldn't handle and went through a very, very, very dark period in my life.
0: Can I I want to point something out really quickly? I would just I say this a lot, but this is the perfect, I think living example of it is you know, I find that when there's lack of communication between two people. Usually the other person will fill in the blanks to their detriment. And the truth usually is just so much better to have than that other person coming up with stuff in their mind, because whatever it is, let's just deal with it, what the facts are. So don't gaslight, don't be dishonest. There's no reason for it. We're all adults. So I'm correct. Yes, please continue.
1: (laughs) And so that's when I started listening to you was because I was trying to figure out what is going on, where am I, who am I? And you know, that process has been difficult for me, but it's been very quick because I'm smart and I've really threw myself into this because I wanted to be the best guy I could be and either be single, if that's the way things turned out, or the best husband ever. And I am still working to be the best husband ever. It's not achievable, but it sure is fun getting the results in that my wife is happy and she knows without a shadow of a doubt how I feel and vice versa. And what's interesting about all that is that she is so comfortable that we've made, she's made jokes about this. Like the other day, I, you know, got pho for uh, my date, Right.
0: Do I'm sorry about what?
1: Pho, P-H-O. It's a it's a Vietnamese oh, pho, noodle. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Pho. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were trying not to say fucked. I'm like, we can say fucked on no, no, this no, no. show. Okay.
1: No. So no. Oh. So here's what's so funny. That that's the joke. Is that we? I call it yeah. pho, I, and that's yeah. what I was told it was pronounced.
0: Oh, so my okay. Wife I call says, it pho. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. I apologize. I
1: don't know. Anyway, yeah. so my wife says, so you're gonna go have some pho, and then you're gonna have some pho king. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's what we're going to do.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So she's making
1: jokes. My, what I consider my secondary partner, uh, my primary play partner, I guess you could say, actually sent flowers through me to my wife.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: And I met my secondary partner's husband this week.
0: Okay, so let let me make sure I'm following the bouncing ball. Your primary play partner, yes. sent your wife flowers. Yep. Did she include a note? Yes. What did it say?
1: I didn't read the note. It's not. It's private.
0: <gasps> oh come on! Oh, dang it! Oh, I wish you could hold it up and I could see it. <laughs> And you, would, you wouldn't have to look, but I guess that would be my invasion of their privacy. Anyway, that's that's fine. I'm just curious. Obviously, I'm sure it was very complimentary to her, you know, from your primary play partner's perspective. And then with your play partner number
1: two. Let's make that simple. M- Mia is primary play partner number one. Okay. And Lynn is number two. Let's make it simple.
0: Mia and Lynn. Okay. Mia good. and
1: Lynn. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, got it.
1: And then Mia's husband is Tim.
0: Okay. So you met Tim. Mm -hmm. And how many people were in attendance when you met Tim?
1: Three. Myself, Mia, and Tim.
0: Okay. All right. And how did that go? Phenomenal. Yeah.
1: I already knew because of Mia's personality and she's been in the lifestyle a long time that he was a great guy. And she just wanted to make sure that he understood who she was with. and. It was cool because I was very nervous, obviously, but she said, be myself. And my wife said, be yourself. And so I just was, and we hit it off and sort of had a bromance a little bit about sports and some other things. And towards the end of the evening, well, first of all, I've pulled my power move for marketing. I went to the wait staff beforehand, said, Uh here's my card. It's a 30% tip. I don't want to see a bill handle it. And so they they yeah. ran everything and, and so took care of that. So of course he's trying to pay and I said, it's, it's handled, you know? And uh, so that was sort of cool to be able yeah. to do that and say, Hey, I'm taking care of you, but.
0: Very good move. I approve. That's Layla approved right there. Yeah.
1: Well, as you know, I'm in technical business development. I have closed millions of dollars of deals with that move. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. just put it that way. It's
0: going to pay even more dividends than you ever imagined when you it first has. started doing yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yep. So at the end of the night, he is actually counseling me in the lifestyle. Oh, awesome. I consider him my lifestyle big brother now.
0: That's very cool. Yeah.
1: And what I learned and it, what, what he reinforced for me was that there are some really great people in the the lifestyle, whether it's open, ENM, polyamorous, whatever you want to call it. But there's some really, really phenomenal and some super solid couples.
0: Yeah, which sounds like they are.
1: Yes. There's no danger of her wanting to change her situation or me changing mine. But I will say this, that I am in love with Mia and Mia is in love with me.
0: You told me that when we were texting back and forth and I was like, oh boy. Okay. So I definitely want to jump into that. Okay. Because I think a lot of people, you know, maybe there's some misconceptions out there. And if they are, I'll kind of clear them up. There's so many different ways to skin a cat, there's so many different ways to have this casual arrangement or, you know, casual with feelings. But basically, you're having relationships separate from and outside of your marriage. And if you're having great sex and all this intimacy, naturally it bonds you to that person Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. feelings like this are going to happen. It's only a matter of time. I don't care how strong you think you are. I consider myself pretty strong and I, I have learned, you know, if you listen to this podcast in the very beginning and through my whole evolution, it's like, I finally was just like, okay, screw it. It's I need to stop being such a nincompoop about this concept that, you know, you can't, no, don't ha- you don't want to have feelings. You don't have much control over it, especially no. if you're really going for quality sex. If you're just going for one-offs here and there and you want to get your, you know, your dick wet, no, that's not going to happen. But if you have a regular partner and you're, you guys are making it fun and you're exploring and blowing each other's minds, there's just no way this can't happen. So how does your wife feel about that?
1: She is ecstatic because I'm happy. Yeah. Now, I don't share details. She did, she did text me the other day and she goes, I hope you have a happy ending. So I didn't tell her yes or no, but here's the thing. If you're going to communicate in your marriage, then you need to communicate with your play partner. And so you need to have someone you're comfortable enough to communicate with. So you can understand what they want and get right to the great sex in the beginning, instead of fumbling around in the dark, having bad sex. She knows how to stroke me. I know how to lick her. I know how to keep things at a slow burn and then turn it up to 10 and make things go crazy and full body or energetic orgasms. And I know how to pull that down again to another level. that's just nice and pleasant and then turn it back up again.
0: Okay. Can we get some really explicit details out of you about some of these encounters? Because people, you know, I know everyone wants to know. I want to know. Everybody wants to know, Steve, you got to tell us. Okay. Give us some examples. You know, you're we wanna know what kind of scenarios you're engaging. Okay.
1: So first of all, I'll tell you that your podcast is what sent me to Kenneth Play and Lee Jagger and Beducated and all these other places where you can learn how to be a great lover. Okay. Now Mia has had many partners. And at first when she said you are a phenomenal lover, I thought, oh she's just being nice. Yeah. Now we're deep enough into the relationship where she's really explained to me what the difference is. Part of the difference is I'm creative. For instance, last night I bought a paintbrush at 84 Lumber, which is a local place here. I bought a paintbrush and I put the baby oil on her back with a paintbrush because she's very oh, sensual. I and like what's cool is is that I found spots on her where she wiggles. And I remembered so I could go back to those spots again, whether I was scratching or rubbing or whatever, but I would, I found spots that were erogenous that she didn't expect. So that's creative, but my, you've already said that I must be a blessed man because I have oral skills that are fairly, they're very good. I have a very strong tongue. Uh So.
0: Did you say tongue? You have a very strong tongue?
1: Tongue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. T-O-N-G-U-E, tongue.
0: Yeah. Making sure.
1: (laughs) Yep. So for instance, when I'm going down on her, the first thing I do is don't go for the clit. I will pull on the labia a little bit and pull them down or I will use my fingers a little bit and I'll just start trying to get things warmed up and use a little pressure on the sides, you know, because the clit is not just a little ball at the top. It's a huge organ.
0: Guys, if you've never seen actually what a clit, like what a clitoris actually looks like, just Google it online. It's really what you're seeing outside is the tip of the iceberg. It runs, it's like two hands. It's like a heart almost, you know, like two Uh hands going in, in different directions with all, I mean, so much sensory stuff going on and then it runs down and behind and inside Mm -hmm. that's where the G spots going. Like there's just so it's intricate. There's so much going on. And to be honest, Before I started this podcast, I didn't even know. I really did not even know. I thought it was one long stalk that just kind of ran from inside up, like like one line that ran up, and the end of it is the clit, and that's where all the sensitivity is. Right. This is wrong, and I'm a female, so I can imagine that there might be a lot of guys that don't really understand it either. Right.
1: So I studied that, and Kenneth Play has been very helpful with that, but I'm also creative. So, for instance, I started off with Her Clit Hooded, and just sort of hoovered it, like you say, I have this sort of this sucking yeah. thing, but I'm also, I'm sucking, but I'm also sort of pushing it out as well, like pulling it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth very quickly.
0: Yes. It's a suckling. Let's just call it a suckling. That's a I great think
1: word. Great that's what word. it is.
0: You're suckling the clit. Right. Clip. right. Yeah. So
1: I'm doing that in one way to just get things started. At some point, I will usually put a lot of pressure on her pubic bone to give a different sensation, right? Mm -hmm. Then I'll grab a couple of fingers and flip them upside down and pull on her G area. I don't call it the G spot, but a G area and put some pressure there. Quite a lot of pressure. As a matter of fact, she really likes that. So then at some point I will pull back the hood and go much lighter licking—that's sort of the the after a few orgasms pleasure that is bringing her down. It's very pleasurable, but it may not get her off. And then I will do something like maybe I'll stay there, but then I will squeeze her nipples or I'll flick her nipples, which sends her into a whole different thing. And yeah. I can, I have I about... I wish people
0: could see me because I'm just like nodding my head. I'm all, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, yeah, right. It's there's all sounding good. Yeah,
1: there's about 10 different ways so far I've found that give her different orgasms. Yeah. And they're all fun. So it's part of experimentation, but it's paying attention. It is... Listening to her breathing. It is, mm-hmm. I put my hand on her stomach for a reason. I want to feel if it's tight, I know I'm doing something good. If it's yeah. loose, maybe not so much. But here's the cool thing if you're communicating, she's the one who told me to flick her nipples. I never thought of that. And so she told me to do it. And that sent her into a whole different thing. Uh, the other thing that's fun is she's very audio. So sometimes there will be some, I'll be whispering in her ear a scenario like, The other day I said, you know, I think you're actually a princess and you just got off your horse and you were horse riding and, you know, (laughs) moving back and forth, you know, on that saddle and you're sort of all warm and sweaty, that big, that big, strong 1,500 pound thoroughbred you just got off of. And and I'm the stable boy who's poor and but pretty good looking and I'm going to take care of your horse. Yes, I'm going to take care of your horse and... By the way, the smell uh, of the hay is incredible. And the big horse is in there with the big cock underneath him. Yeah. And <laughs> you just can't stand it. And so you look around and grab the stable boy of and your shirts
0: off while all this is happening. In this yes. scenario. Yeah. The stable boy, his shirts off. He's Well, I also head am head smart. On. I
1: put I put cologne in the middle of my chest uh-huh. so that when her Face is right there. My yeah. cologne is right in my chest.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she likes that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are getting a lot of details. All of a sudden, my, my office is like really warming up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this stuff. This is so much fun. Now, did you, okay, so let's talk about yours. That's Mia, correct? Correct. Okay. I don't think I know as much about the secondary for this newer partner. The Lynn. Partner. So
1: actually, Lynn is the first partner I had. Okay. Lynn is someone who is so giving and so open that she was the first person. I mean, I talked about it in the first podcast is she touched my hand and she said, I'd like to get you naked. And my yeah. first thought was hop in the car. We're going to hotel.
0: Let's go right now. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah.
1: intend to do that, but it was one of those yeah. things where I'm like, go for it. Because, you know, my wife could have said after that, hey, I can't handle this, which if she said that, then I would stop. No questions asked. So I thought I'm going to take my shot now because, you know, we're going to go have some fun. And we've been together two or three times. I'm going to see her actually on Monday, but I don't put her. She's distance wise far away from me and our schedules are tough. And I would not say I'm in love with her. A matter of fact, I'm not. So she and our, our dynamic is just fucking for fun.
0: Yeah, that's a more friends with benefits.
1: Yeah, more friends with mm-hmm. benefits. Yeah. And you know what? She's okay with it. She's married. Open relationship as well. I'm not going to meet her husband because no, I have no interest. But it's just a different, that's why I sort of have this three level, you know, like primary is my wife and there's no others. Secondary is my primary play partner, Mia. Maybe there'll be another person, but I don't know if I can energetically handle two people at that level. Right. Yeah. And I'm so sort of still looking, but I'm not looking that hard because I have someone that I really love spending time with. And we, we have planned out things through February now.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. I love that. And
1: some fun stuff, like some naughty stuff, which I wish I could tell you where I lived, but I can't, but there's some naughty places to go around.
0: Like where? I mean, like what? Like well, what's going on at these naughty places? I guess you don't have to tell me the location, but I'm just saying, what is it that's going to be happening there?
1: There's there's not. So there are places to sneak off, maybe, and maybe take a blanket and be off by ourselves somewhere. But either maybe in the middle of the woods or the middle of a city somewhere. But there are yeah. spots where you can sort of sneak off and go have some fun and do some naughty stuff and possibly get caught. Which is part of the fun, right? Yeah. The Eric Everhard public sex thing—I'm not going to get arrested, I don't think, because that would be bad. Um right. But if I felt it was safe enough, sure, we might go have some fun somewhere.
0: Yeah, uh, you should.
1: And you know, there are some uh, speakeasies around where I know—I mean, with a hundred bucks, you can get the booth you want, right?
0: Yeah. For so sure. we might have
1: some fun in a booth, you know, back there, no panties. Maybe, maybe I'm commando. You know, oh, who knows? Yeah.
0: Okay, so when you come back from, let me, I wanna know what's it like when you come home from one of these encounters with, with someone and your wife comes home? Do you guys sit and sort of debrief? Are you taking time and reconnecting or no, you're not?
1: We, do not? we do not debrief. She says, Did you have a good time? I ask her, Did you have a good time? We might talk about if we had a meal, was the restaurant good? I will tell you this. I take a shower before I come home. I think that's smart. I do not want another woman's smell, for my wife to smell another woman on me. I think that's disrespectful. And so... Unless
0: she's into it, because some women are, I just want to say. Some women are into that. Like, that's not part of your dynamic. But for some people, like, that is okay. kind of an exciting thing. I was asking you about reconnecting, because some people, there, it's like. Part of their dynamic is it's important for them to sort of reclaim each other when they come back together.
1: So in our situation, there's no reclaiming because we already know where we are now. Do we snuggle up and kiss? Maybe sure. Before we go to bed. Absolutely. That happens every morning and every night. That's that's a given. So we are already so connected that we just don't have to. But we do. But we don't. It's not necessary for her to reclaim me or me to reclaim her. There's just no problem there. Period.
0: Now, didn't you say that she made some blueberry muffins for you and your She
1: did. Gluten-free.
0: Gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, this is one for the books. Your wife made gluten-free muffins for you and a play partner like Obviously, I assume this is prior to you guys getting together, her knowing yeah. that. And she so she bakes these gluten-free muffins and sends you off with them like, here you go, honey. Have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Take some muffins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you That's know what? Classic. There was no poison in them because I survived.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You both did, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's yeah. no poison in them. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs>
1: So you understand how phenomenal my wife really is?
0: Totally. I bet you like I know there's all these men out there going, "Dang, where can I find one of those?" Yes.
1: But here's the you don't have to find one, you can make one. Mhm. You know what it takes?
0: Please tell us.
1: Love and love and love and be a fucking man.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: That's not easy.
0: I know. Can you tell me in your mind what is being a man? What is behind that last statement there?
1: Wow, that's a big one. So, there's a book called Wild at Heart. I don't remember the uh, the author right now, but Wild at Heart. It talks about being a man. It's actually a Christian book, and basically, he says that there a man needs three things. One is a, a an adventure, right? And he also needs a woman to support him, a partner support him in that adventure. Maybe it's, this doesn't have to be a hetero thing. It could be a partner to support that adventure and they need a villain to fight, a monster to kill, right? A dragon to slay. Okay. And conversely women want to be part of helping their man slay that dragon or part of that adventure. Right? Yeah. So I think being a man is a taking the time to be confident in yourself It is not being, in my opinion, the metrosexual, weak, whatever. And you know what? Here's what's funny. I've cried with my partner last night. Yeah. Because we had a couple of moments. We shared some very personal things that were painful to both of us that we separately had in in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so real men cry. Yeah. It's just, it's not weak. Real men don't have a problem with their butt being played with. It's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what's interesting. Yeah. Real men don't have to be a hetero. I know some gay guys that are real men. right? And so uh, maybe the word I should say is masculine is being confident. I, part of being a man to me is being protective, you know, I asked you about the hurricane the last time that came through because I'm being protective and making sure you don't, if you need anything, because I love you. And that's just part of the way I'm wired. And I think that's important to, I think a woman wants to feel safe. And so, well, to be a man, you have to know how to protect your lady or ladies. So I've been in a couple of fights and I took care of myself and not out of anger or anything, but you know, I can, I can end it. And uh, I think it's, I'm not saying people should fight and that's not the thing, but if it comes right to it, you have to be able to do hard stuff. Sure. And I've done hard stuff. I've helped a person die. I've helped very, very injured people through a car wreck or a couple of car wrecks and whatnot. And so you can't get queasy. You have to step up. And that's, yeah. that's probably the number one thing I think is, is that when the challenge gets there, step up. Yes. It's scary. Yes it possibly is dangerous. Yes, you might lose your life, but you know what? It's worth it in my opinion. And be willing to fight for your girl.
0: Right. As that relates to your romantic, you know, and love life. Yeah. That means obviously you're going to be protective of your partner. You're going to communicate with your partner. Yep. You're not going to be dishonest and shady and lie right. and I'm with you on that. That's what I think, you know, real men should do. I think sometimes people forget, you know, that the the truth is, I think actually easier than lying. In my opinion. Yeah. Just really just to be honest, there's so much energy that goes in around holding things back, or maybe you want to tell her something. You want to say something you don't. I just think there's always an appropriate way to deliver the truth. Even if it's delicate, there's always a way to do it. And as a man, You should fucking step up and do so. You know, I mean, come on. Don't be a little boy. You're a man.
1: And here's the thing. Your woman is a woman. She will step up to the challenge as well because women step up to challenges constantly. They're tough as hell. They are. So why would you handicap your lady by assuming she can't handle something? Most likely she will.
0: That's right. And, you know, here's the other thing. When I'm with somebody, kind of my level of greatness and development is dependent on their level of greatness and development and their ability to be a good leader. And if I have the space to be the, the and this isn't condescending, the woman behind the man, you know, and to really follow his lead in a safe place with him. I will. If he raises the bar, I will match it. But if you're being, like I said, a shady shit, non-communicator, and you've lowered the bar for your standard as a man, guess where hers is? It's just even farther down below that as far as you're prioritizing and caring about your relationship. So if you think you're in a, I will say this, I just, and I don't mean to be unfair, but I really feel like, you know, if you're in a crappy relationship with your wife, you have to first kind of look to yourself for- why are you setting the bar so low? Set definitely. the definitely higher for the two of you and she definitely. will meet you where you're at. I guarantee
1: yeah. it. Why are you assuming what her reaction is gonna be? That's a terrible thing to do. That's non communicating.
0: Because you're lazy.
1: Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're lazy. Yeah,
0: that's part of laziness. And this is why I always talk about why dominant men are so attractive to me and why even a casual dating scenario, I know very quickly how to suss out who is a little boy and who is a man. And I guarantee you, if you aren't leading, we're going nowhere, even on a casual level. I am waiting to see how you're moving this along. And if you're not, then we aren't going anywhere.
1: And you know what? A lot of women that are professionals like you are have to make in a businesswoman, you have to make decisions all day long. And if, as a mother, you know, for people that are women that are mothers, that are having to make decisions with kids at home. <laughs> it's funny because I used to be the same way. I would say, where do you want to go to for dinner? And, I, and it's not where to go. It's just please make a decision and tell me what I'm doing, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> yes. <laughs> and it's the same thing it's that exact same philosophy when it comes to just dating. Yep. Women are just like, please make the decision and tell me what we're doing. And I'm like, I'm there. I'm with you. Yes. You know, like, and so it, anyway, we, I think we kind of, we sidebarred a little bit. Let's jump in. That's let's okay. Go.
1: Well, what's cool is, is that in sex, I completely yeah. lead my partners. I don't
0: and see. That's the other thing. So it, it flows over into everything. Yes, And it, so important. This is why mastering this on the basic, the most basic of levels and on the most complicated of levels is important. And the easy, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's second nature. You're not thinking about it.
1: And it's scary because, I mean, the first time I face fucked was just a few weeks ago. <laughs> and that's not something that you can say, hey, by the way, I'm going to fuck your face, right? It's something where you just pull her over to the edge of the bed and she figures it out, right? Yes. And guess what? So far, I've never had anything that I've tried that was a no. And the cool part about it is, is that my feedback is that was fucking hot.
0: It is fucking hot. And you know, I I said and I have an episode when I'm talking about this is way back in the beginning. I was like, I don't like that when men do, and I don't, you know, I was like, right. And then the second a dominant man came along and led me to just like this where I was so. Into it. It was just so hot. Such a turn on. Of course, I had podcasted about that. You know, it was like bing, all these light bulbs going off in my head. And I'm just like, this is the sexiest goddamn thing I've ever done.
1: Oh, I'll tell you.
0: Yes, please.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you there are. So when I am down on a pussy, sometimes one of the sexiest things you can do is look up, say, look at me, And go back down again and look her in the eyes and let her know with your eyes, I am enjoying this. I'll stay here as long as you want. You just keep making those beautiful sounds. And I'm here for all night. Hey,
0: did you catch my episode? You subscribe to the private podcast, right? Yes, I do. Did you catch last Fridays? Not yet. No. Oh, 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 you better run. Don't walk to that one. I am recording a guy going down on me and I play that. No way. I know. Do you believe it? I can't believe I'm getting so ballsy. Like I never would do something like that. I'm starting to do little things like that. (laughs) And we're talking... (laughs)
1: <laughs> from, from knowing so knowing you from year one okay I have yeah. 60 so I'll I will listen to up to a certain point and then I'll catch up so right now I'm 66 podcasts away from being completely caught up okay okay so okay. I just started listening to sex work today and so q and I think year six number two or whatever I listened to part yeah. of I listened to that one and so yeah. It's so interesting because I know you from the beginning in order, but I also know you now. And your metamorphosis is like my metamorphosis. You're getting better and better at being a sex partner and a lover. I'll say lover is probably the better word. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: because you are taking down those filters and you're exploring and having fun. And
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to the and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show.
1: You know, I we that's funny. I have a bucket I have my own extra bucket list which, you know, now I understand through Mia that anal is on the list.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So that's a whole other, we'll get to that at some point. But the cool point about having a lover who is someone that you are in love with is that it's not, I don't, we don't, we don't have plenty of time. I don't have to try to get all this stuff in immediately, you know, and do all this exploration. Last night was about pampering her. That's, mm-hmm. I told her, I said, listen, she's had a hard day at work. I said, I'm going to pamper you. So she got a massage. She got a hot, hot, hot bath with a uh, lavender bath bomb with a candle in the room and Yacht Rock playing in there. And I literally left her alone for 20 <laughs> minutes.
0: Rock. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I know exactly when you say Yacht Rock. Yes. That's like, like my... I'm not I'm not making not saying how old you are or I am, but they, like, my parents listen to Yacht rock, and I like it. I like I Yacht too. rock. You know, like, I I, too too. Really, like this these are songs that we were playing when I was growing up. you know, well, So <laughs>
1: listen to the words. Some of them are so freaking sexy. <laughs> oh my God. Know. you know, they're incredible. Yeah. So I left her alone and I set a timer, right? And after 20 minutes, I went in and took her hand, I took a yeah. towel. I dried her off in the tub, took her hand, helped her out of the tub. And, you know, we kissed in in between and whatnot. But, you know, that was at the end of things. And so I got her very relaxed and ready to go home to her husband, smelling good, happy and satisfied. What guy doesn't want their woman to come home happy and satisfied?
0: I know. Well, and so let me, I also want to point something else out. I feel like it's important to interject this because I know there's a lot of guys that listen and I feel like sometimes guys are like, okay, why does she get all the pampering? Why is this all for her? Blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you why. Because again, you make a woman feel safe with you by doing these things. Mm -hmm. And the minute, I mean, the instant she's receiving all this, she's already working on in her mind, how to reciprocate she is going to come back and pamper you and treat you like a king beyond probably what you've ever imagined. And it just breeds that type of trust. Women need to form a bond, a tr- you know, trust you first. Right. And then, like I said, you're leading. Right. That makes her feel safe. She can trust you. She knows what to expect. When she's in that mode, walls are coming down. She's going to be more open to what you're, suggesting sexually like face fucking and she's also formulating how she can reciprocate because she's going to want to make sure that she gives back as much as she's getting and this is how it's done yes again guys if you're not leading you're throwing this whole process off from the get-go
1: so i'll give you some numbers okay so we've been together 15 hours total yeah guess how many times i've come
0: Twice? Once. Oh, okay.
1: At the end of last night. Yeah. Because in some ways I've been practicing sort of a tantric exercise. Even in my self care, I don't come. I am mm-hmm. learning to enjoy the sensations of my penis. Yeah. Without the goal of coming. And guess what? There's a lot of wonderful stuff that happens with face fucking and doggy style or cowgirl or I mean, the other night, uh, the last night, she just sort of sat on top of me and just sort of rubbed her labia over top, you know, not inserted, but just rubbed and sort of just pressed down with her clit on me yes. and using the head of my dick on her clit.
0: I love coming like that. Mm-hmm.
1: And she came, here's what's cool, is that she's on top of me. I'm just relaxed, laying there, looking into her eyes, telling her how beautiful she is. And she is coming like a banshee. And it was awesome. I
0: know. I know. And it allowed me to rest.
1: It allowed me to rest because sex for guys is fairly, it takes some work.
0: You're doing the heavy lifting. You're doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that was sort of my rest period where she could, she could still get orgasms, but I could take a little, you know, a few minutes off and whatnot. And it's funny because, um she loves to grab my hands and hold my hands above my head, like press down on me. Like she's using her body weight and being Mrs. Dominant, which I think is cute as I'll get out because I could throw her off if I wanted to, but I don't want to because she's enjoying it. And I'm letting her feel like that. She's fucking me. Right. Yes. Which she is. And then at some point things hit to the point where, you know, I, I just sort of move my hips and then she moved her hips and then I'm inside. And now, now she's, penetrating and she's masturbating on my dick which is your term
0: <laughs> which is fine that's what i mean and it's that's what she's doing with the other stuff too you know and it's great and it's so much but it's again what this encourages with a woman is to experiment be playful again that she can do this stuff so if you have someone that's normally reserved this is helping her come out of her shell and again i can't stress enough that for women in the you know in sexual positions in situations there's there's a lot in us. I mean, we can yes. be aggressive, we can be submissive. Like we have, there's so many sides that we want to explore, but it has to be with the right leader and right. the right partner to help bring that out in us. And so again, I just have to say to guys, you know, maybe you got to approach it differently. You know, maybe look at it a different way. If you, you know, you're always saying, well, I wish she was like this, or I wish she was like that. Well, maybe you need to wish you could do better too, to help her get there. And yes, make it something you guys are doing together. Not that she should just bring her a game and turn into this. You know wild, here's crazy. Thing. Here,
1: here's what's funny about that. It's my job to bring her a game out of her. Right. It's yeah. not her job it's to bring there. her a game. Yeah. My job is to bring my a game and lead yeah. so that she feels comfortable. Whatever she wants to do is available. And here's, what's cool about it is that guys, If you do all that and release the monster, you will not be able to keep up because women can have more orgasms than us.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, it's true. It's true. She will make you tap out eventually. Yes.
1: She will. She will will make
0: you tap out,
1: yeah. And that's the best tap out ever. So last night, finally, I was tired, right? Just because four hours of sex, you know, in different positions and whatnot and all kind of going down and everything. And so- I think you had Erica Lust on your podcast, didn't you?
0: Erica, no.
1: No? Okay. I found her anyway. So I like her work. She's a very good videographer. And so I put on an Erica Lust video. We literally just laid there and watched some porn together. Very high quality, ethical porn. And a great looking guy, great looking girl in this. And that's actually when I came because at some point she goes, I have to have you. You know, so flipped her over, and that's when I came. Was uh, there you
0: go, was when we
1: were all turned on and ready to go.
0: Okay. Now I have something. I have an assignment for you. This is something I think, if you haven't done it before, it's super hot. Okay. You need to recording yourselves and watching yourselves at the same time as you're recording. Cause when you watch yourselves while you're doing it, it's super hot. There's certain oh. angles. That's why you got to listen to my last Friday's podcast. I heard the private podcast. Okay. Oh, I got into it. I just went with a new partner. It was the first time and we did some things and it was just very fun. And I, you know, I had my kid, you know, I was video, I was recording him fucking me from behind and I was, I put the phone, my phone underneath me cause he was behind me and I like to see it going in and out. That's really hot for me. If you have a way to actually have that feeding into a bigger screen, now that's when it really gets exciting. Oh, I can
1: cast it to a TV mm-hmm. really easy.
0: That's right. I didn't yeah, so I wasn't at home so I couldn't do that. But so with him when I was able to put it underneath us, I could look down and see watch the recording on the screen and he could look down and see it from his point of view too behind me. And it was just like super hot. You got to try this
1: That's a done deal. It's on the bucket list. It's on the bucket list. You keep adding to my bucket list. I love you.
0: Oh my gosh. There's no shortage. You know, here's the fun thing. Like it never stops. You will put yourself in situations. And because just the sheer fact of being there and being open, you're going to have a great time, but you're also, you're always discovering new things that You hadn't thought of before and a lot of times it's just you're stumbling on them kind of by accident you go wow that was hot what made that hot oh we did this and i never thought about that and holy shit that rocked my world and then you do more and it's like it just sex begets sex you know and one door opens and then there's 10 more behind it which is there's just no shortage of things to do it that's why i don't understand how people can get bored with sex i see how you can get bored with routine sex boring sex Sex in and of itself is infinite and it's such a good teacher. And it's going to help you in more ways than just by having orgasms. I mean, it's beyond fulfilling.
1: Can we talk really quickly? Because this is a subject I think is interesting. One of the things that I took this partner through was, A, I wanted to find out her love language, which I know what it is now. B, I wanted her to take the erotic blueprint, which is the blueprint breakthrough, I think it is, test. And yeah. she sent me her profile. She's a sensual. I happen to be a sexual, but I have also have a lot of shapeshifter in me as well. Mm-hmm. So making love to a sexual to a sensual is a little bit different because they have to have all the pieces right before they're turned on. So I'll tell you how this was set up. I know the temperature that she likes. I, so I had the whole place, the right temperature, slightly cold. Okay. I know what her, the smells that she liked. That's lemongrass and a eucalyptus. I bought lemongrass and eucalyptus candles. I had those going everywhere. So the smell is right. Okay. The temperature is right. The music, mm-hmm. yacht rock. She likes yacht rock. I had music going yeah. from that. And then touch wise, she likes fluffy, furry type thing. So I mm-hmm. bought a really, I don't even know what's made out of, but this great blanket that's just sort of furry and super soft. So that's what was on the bed. So she's getting the touch sensation, the smell, yeah. the sight, the sound. I also know it's funny because I actually had her test about four different colognes on my arm yeah. Yeah. to find out which one she likes the best that works with my chemistry. Uh huh. That was a whole sensual thing. Actually, one of our dates is we're going to go to a high end store that will make custom cologne
0: like a perfumery
1: yeah and she's gonna make a custom cologne for me now I'm different I like au naturel because I like the smell of a woman I don't need anything extra so I even told her my first date I said I I want you to wear green and I want you to be au naturel I don't need any perfume
0: Uh uh-huh yeah
1: and here's what's cool is that when I smelled her and realized, oh, yes, whatever the pheromones or whatever that this is working. When I yes. told her that her smell, her natural smell was such a turn on, that's a big turn on for her because I'm accepting yeah. her completely. So setting that environment is so important. And here's what, I, here's what I, I think I did. It was pretty cool. The location we were at has a beautiful sunset view. So I kept the blackout blinds closed until I set my alarm for right at sunset. And so I sort of planned things to stop. And then I put her doggy style. I I opened the blinds, put her doggy style, told her to close her eyes. And then we started fucking and I said, open your eyes. And she opened it up and she saw the sunset and she was like, this is beautiful. And I said, baby, you're beautiful. And I just want you to see that's beautiful. You're beautiful to me. And this is a beautiful whole scene. And that was a whole nother level of sensuality for her that she loves.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) you're killing it. You're killing it. I love it.
1: And then I was making comments about, I wonder if the people in that high rise hotel or that office building can see us because the lights are on in here and it's dark outside and you can see into here from out there with no problem.
0: And oh, she's, sure. she's
1: like, she's like, I hope I see somebody with binoculars. I said, I hope I do too.
0: <laughs> yes, I have done that. I have done that. I don't know if you caught that one uh, with B.E. We were in a high rise. Yes. Yeah. And um, in San Francisco, against the and window, the
1: whole, against the window.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, somebody is looking at us right now and that's fucking hot. I don't, that's very hot. Nice I, don't I don't see them. I don't know who they are. You know, it's just, but it's just so much fun to be with the right person and explore and just, you know, where you don't feel like you have any limits and you can just go for it. And over time, what happens for women is, you know, when we're in this situation with a partner and we start to then get more, I think, in touch with our masculine side, as far as our our hormones, you know, they're catching up. We're starting, you know, now we're like you guys think about it all the time. Now we're starting to think about it all the time too, because, whoa, every time we're together, it's amazing. It's fun. It then becomes this learned behavior for us. And we're just like, now we're looking forward to it. Now we're thinking about it. When's the next rendezvous? What are we going to do next? And it's just, and you're always turned on for him. And it yeah. gets to the point where just being in each other's presence becomes electric. And, you know, with that just, you can feel it in the air together, you know, and it's doesn't, you could be grocery shopping, you'd be doing the laundry, you know, mm-hmm. it could just be like, you, you, there's a glance across the room and you're just like, Oh my God, I have to have that man right now. Like fucking rip my clothes off and fuck the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Here's what's funny because so sometimes she works from home. So a couple of times I've called her and this is a spiritual thing, but I just, I have, sometimes I have feelings. It's like the, So it's weird how I knew who you were going to meet, the name of the person you were going to meet. Remember that? I texted you and I said, I said, I said, I "I think I know your name. And I said a name and you said, no, that's not my name, but that's the person I'm meeting in 10 minutes. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. So that kind of stuff
1: happens with me Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it was interesting because I just had a feeling that she was masturbating.
0: I should just fill out, you know, uh, you were texting me and I said, Hey, I got to jump off. I'm, I'm heading into an appointment. And you said, I think I know what your name is. And, and you said the name and I, and you said, is your name Tina? And I said, no, but the person I'm meeting with right now, her name is Tina.
1: The name just popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what's interesting. I had a feeling (laughs) that she was masturbating. So Uh I called her. You
0: did. You can feel it. I
1: know. I called her and she was. So I talked her through a scenario of everything I was going to do to her and got to hear her get off, you know, while we're on the phone. And that was hot as all get out because I'm literally making, I'm giving me a pleasure and I'm not even there. It's just because she's very audio. And so, you know, I deepen my voice. I talk a little Mm -hmm. slower, you know, just all that kind of stuff. Give her that man
0: stuff.
1: (laughs) Give her that man stuff, you know, and she's done the same for me. It's it's funny because mm-hmm. sometimes we'll be texting and I'll just text for the word shaking, like I'm just shaking. I'm so in anticipation of seeing her yeah. that my body is just fucking ready to go right ready? now. Please, I
0: know, I know. That you know feeling. what you yeah. know
1: what I'm talking about, and you've had energetic orgasms before best too. Thing in the world, yeah, yeah. Only my wife and Mia have been able to. Maybe it's my mindset. Maybe it really is the energy to make me have an energetic orgasm. And I learned about energetic orgasms through sex, love and goop on Netflix, Gwyneth Paltrow's company. And this guy had one and my wife is we're watching this together. And my wife was like, well, that's sort of bullshit. And I was like, that's what I've been having. That's when I kiss you in the car. And my body has this spasm that I can't control. That's what that is. Yeah. And I, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't make it happen. It just happens.
0: I've had them. I've had them. And I was just, I was like, whoa. And the person I was with, I was like looking at them while this was happening. And I'm like, you see what's happening? You see this, right? Like, what is going on? You know, it's just yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. the neatest yeah. thing. And I haven't been able to make one happen with anybody else. He's the only one. And I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the magic, I mean, we were very much in love and we had this deep, deep bond. I mean, you know, I don't know. That's it. Is that it?
1: that's it It's the love and the attraction that you could, because with Lynn, I don't have that. But yeah. with my wife and Mia, absolutely. I mean, to the point where Some text conversations, if they get sort of whatever, they will get to a certain point and I will literally be shaking, having an energetic orgasm through a text conversation. Yeah. Because I'm really into the person I'm texting with.
0: Right. That's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. That is very cool. My
1: wife knows how to push those buttons. So sometimes she does it on purpose because she knows it's going to happen and I just have to text her shaking. Cause that's all I, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's your code word. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. She knows that's she what's understand. going on over here.
0: Yeah. That is so cool. What is next for you? What, what's coming down the pike? Like, where do you want to take all this? What do you see happening?
1: So that's what in- interesting because both Mia and I have both sort of are not trying as hard online to find people. We sort of have what we're both looking for. I mean, how many Partners can you have that that you're that close with? Uh, Two? I don't even know.
0: It's rare. Yeah. It's It's
1: a small number. I don't, you know, and so I'm not looking for that, but I am looking for experiences and I'm open to experiences. So I am much more picky than I was in the beginning because in the beginning, I was like, is anybody going to want to have sex with Steve? I don't know. You know, so then I found one person who was willing to have sex with Steve. Yeah. Then I found two. Maybe and we'll now, that, maybe
0: that's what we'll call this episode. Sex with Steve. Sex with
1: Steve. <laughs> so the next step for me is, is that I've got some people I've been chatting with. They're almost all experienced lifestyle people. Yeah. They are very curious about me. Actually one, that's us to be the third person that has actually listened to podcast 319. Because I thought if you want to get to know who I am, if you like me, great. If you don't like me, great. It saves a meet and greet, so
0: sure.
1: I'm using that as marketing. I'm not sure that's fair, honestly, but that's all
0: right. You know, what? I think that's actually I'm I'm flattered. I you know that you felt that that was a good interview that you really got to show who you were, and yeah. you're using it as you know a marketing tool.
1: <laughs> yes, I feel so weird about that because <laughs> a marketing tool. I'm not marketing, but but it's, you know what it is. It's an educational tool where. They may, someone may listen to it and go, that guy's an idiot and he just sounds stupid because he's Southern, whatever it happens to be, they are not interested in, which is fine because like we talked about getting as many no's as possible quickly gets you to the yeses. Yeah. And I've got several that are yeses. Some of them have a primary partner and are looking maybe for, I even told him, I said, you know, I'm not necessarily looking to have sex, but I am t- interested in getting to know really cool, open-minded people. And I like people. Yeah. And I have a, my Russian friend is someone I don't have sex with, but very close with now. Yeah. And she's the one who had me go through the tantric exercise of not coming. Yes. So I'm expanding. I'm probably going to start yoga pretty soon because I know that you're into that. I know body control is a big thing and I want to have more, I want to be more athletic in bed. I want to be able to do more positions, but you know, 50 plus people, uh, some positions maybe not there anymore. But I want to do these positions. I want to be able to do the basic ones when I'm 80. So I need to be able to do the the advanced ones now.
0: That's right. Because yeah. I do
1: consider my sex life until the I draw my last breath, I'm going to have some kind of sex life.
0: Yes, me too. And I think that's important. I mean, because yes. that, that physical touch, the connection and all that, you know, we, we really do need that.
1: The study, the Harvard study that that you got sent by Mr. Big. I mean- yeah. I went straight to my wife was, and said, Hey, 21.
0: While I'm Recording this, by the way. I'm like, Oh, there he is. He has the sixth he? sense. Like every time I'm like, it seems like every time I'm recording, he he's like, Oh, you know, what I'm trying to call, or he wants to talk, or he's like, Oh, I got it. I was, you know, I can't, was doing some, found this in the research or whatever. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah.
1: It's the connection. That's the connection that you guys yeah. have, which is a beautiful yeah. thing. I mean, I that's know. what's. And you know what's cool about that is, is you guys have had a long-term relationship and it's been not married, but it's been very solid. And that, that gives me under hope and understanding that my relationship with Mia is probably the rest of my life. Yeah. Why shouldn't it be? Right. Why do you have to have people moving in and out of your life? Why?
0: Yeah. I feel like my point of view on marriage is sort of, you know, it's definitely different than it used to be. And I feel like, you know, you can marry and have all that. And there's room for other things as well, if that's what you guys agree on. And just to feel like you have to lock somebody's, like you have a primary partner. They are your number one. You know, there's right. there's no doubt about that. But your sexuality is something different. It's a different side of you. And it doesn't mean that when you get married, that one person owns that. Right. I think people don't really realize that. It's just been assumed and we can start to change how we sort of think about that. And Well, here's what's
1: interesting. So my wife and I are opposites. Mia and Tim are opposites. Mia and Steve are the same. And yeah. we joke that if we lived together, we would drive each other absolutely batty. Yeah. But yeah. I know what she's thinking as she's thinking it and vice versa. And in sex, it's a pretty cool thing when, like the other day, I had, you know, those stainless steel ice cubes, yeah, that you use for, to, so you can have, you can cool down a drink, but not water it down. Yes. So it just popped into my head. I'm going to put one of those ones in my mouth, and I'm going to go all around her nipples with it. Oh,
0: I was like, oh my god, please don't tell me you put that inside of her. I was like,
1: <laughs> no, 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 I don't put stuff inside of people. That unless, yeah, no, 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 I do not do that.
0: I'm like, no, I respect,
1: uh, I respect you, the yoni, you know okay.
0: Next to your skin, I can just see one like <laughs> that getting no. stuck like to your vagina.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I can I see, can't. I can see the hospital. I can see the hospital situation right now. How did you right. burn your labia? Yeah, uh,
0: well, no, I put it in my
1: mouth so I could cool yeah. it down, so I could warm it up some, and then I used it to go around her nipples. It drove her insane, and then oh. I took it out of my mouth, and as I'm sucking on her nipples. I went right down her spine, down her back from the top to the bottom, super slowly with that cold ice cube, making sure it didn't stick, you know? Yeah. Went all the way down her spine, explosions.
0: Yeah.
1: It caused explosions. And and so now I know, you know, so now I have a go to move for, you know, a couple of months from now where I, oh, let's go back to that. Or
0: surprise her with that one again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's funny, I actually have a, I now have a sex drawer which has some furry stuff in there. It has... You know what
0: comes next? What? What's coming next? A sex BDSM? room. 3DSM? No, a sex room. Just a sex room. Oh, You're going to have many so sex toys. You're our, not going to have enough space for all of them. So it's like, that. that I understand now. I'm at that point yes. where I'm like, I can't, There's. I don't have enough hiding places for all this stuff. I don't have enough like those big Tupperware things. You put them in, you know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I, pretty soon I'm going to need a sex room.
1: Our second date, we actually, at our little bit of a downtime, after I made her mid-sex dinner, uh, which, you know, I had ready to go. It didn't take me very long to make her make her a quick dinner. I had to give her some sustenance. We That's what we did. We actually watched How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix.
0: I want to get and, that woman on the show. I want to get her on. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: She is. Here's what's interesting about her is, okay, so she's older. and so In the normal world, you would say she's not attractive, but she is sexy as all get out.
0: Oh, you know she'd be tons of fun.
1: Oh, I'm telling you, I I would have a blast with her.
0: You know what? I bet she could tell you even in the most politest, fun, sexy way, like even if you hit a hard limit, like no, you know, and it would still be like fun and exciting. Okay. You know? Exactly.
1: That's why I love her. I think she's phenomenal, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's, that's interesting too, because I've learned that the Physical look is not the whole thing. There's a whole other, there's so many ways to see beauty in a person that's yeah. not in the normal Madison Avenue marketing type stuff. You right, know what right. I mean,
0: right. yeah, for and sure. I think
1: that's important to be able to see the beauty in a person because if you want to have that connection, you need to see them. Yes. Yeah. Really yeah. see them.
0: So do we get through? So like, let's project ahead. Like, what do you want? I guess, take us through the next year
1: I think what's going to happen in the next year is is that my life's my my Mia is probably going to introduce me to some people in the lifestyle, and probably is going to hook me up with some of her friends. And as a matter of fact, we have it on our bucket list a because she's she likes girls, and so we have it on our bucket list for an F F F M F. Yeah, threesome.
0: All right.
1: And Very who knows, cool. I may end up being in an MFM with her husband at some point.
0: There you go. Yes.
1: I mean, we both love the woman. How how cool would it be to have two guys who love you?
0: How, how can you go wrong with that? Jeez. It can't. That's like a dream come true for a woman right there. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. I
1: mean, she, now I'm going to be the one that's going to have trouble with that because he's experienced with that and I'm not. Yeah. So there may be performance issues, but you know what? I've met him. I'm comfortable so. with him. You no, don't think I- so?
0: No, I think you'd be comfortable enough. I really do. I mean, that's just my gut saying that, but, you know, I could be wrong.
1: The only thing is that he's huge.
0: You mean penis size wise?
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Have you seen it? (laughs) Do you know? No,
1: but I have a description.
0: (gasps) Oh, okay. (laughs) She's told you like ginormous.
1: Biggest she's ever had. (gasps) Whoa yeah
0: pretty big okay ooh, juicy stuff all right yeah
1: so yeah so in some ways i'm like well so is my is my guy thing gonna go wow well, wait a minute that guy's bigger than me so things don't work but here's the thing she is so good at making you comfortable that i think that i, I really don't think it wouldn't take very long before things are super comfortable and hey this is what we're doing and i can yeah. go hey dude that thing is great let me see you use it you know i don't know
0: yeah totally i don't think it's gonna bother you yeah No, I don't think so either. I love this update. Thank you so much for coming on. We're gonna have to definitely do another one as the year, you know, as you roll into the new year and things are progressing. I can't wait to hear about all the stuff that you're gonna do. And did I ever have you share with what's on your bucket list?
1: No, it's growing. I mean, actually, I checked one off for her accidentally because I used a dildo on her and she'd never had anybody do that with her. I bought a brand new one. Yeah. And, and I, did, I wasn't going to open it. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm pretty tired, but she still wants to go. So how can I please this lady? And I thought, well, I'm doing So I said, have you ever, I'm going to use a dildo on you. Are you okay with that? And she goes, yeah. So I did that. And she got off several times that way. And then I said, now, and she goes, nobody's ever done that to me. And yeah. I was like, really? You've been in the lifestyle and never started having my force So then I was like, well, if that hasn't happened, you've never had someone go down on you while using a dildo. So we're going to check two off right here. That caused explosions and ripples and wiggling and all kinds of hip movement, oh, yeah. which was phenomenal. And some great noises that I'm sure my neighbors wonder what the heck is going on because they can hear. So it's cool because we're, we're literally checking off Bucket list items, sometimes just on the fly.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. What else is on there?
1: Public sex, obviously. I want to have sex out in the nature. I want to have sex in the rain. Like I'm a country boy, you know, so probably sex in a stable somewhere, which I know how to make that happen.
0: You want the male, female, male?
1: I want them. Yeah, I want the no, MFM, FMF. Male, female,
0: female, male, right? You yep. want a threesome? Uh-huh.
1: Yep. I want, I'd like to do a threesome you know i think the public blow job somewhere maybe in a in the parking lot somewhere would be some a place that would a cool place with a cool view outside the windows maybe you know maybe, yeah. maybe in a park somewhere or in a parking lot in the middle of the city or in a parking lot of some you know, national park maybe or all that is open and like you said there's so many different variables and different things you can do for me with me being a sensual it's like my creative, like, use, like, buying a a paintbrush to paint the oil on her before I gave her a massage. Yeah, that was cool. I want to really learn how to give a good yoni massage.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's it. Feels amazing. Yeah.
1: And I bought the rock the bedroom thing for her and gave her the password on it. So yeah, she's uh, she's gonna rock me at some point with her. Oh, new, you'll, uh, love you'll love that.
0: You'll love that. It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, that's like my new favorite thing to do. You know? Is like, it really? Yeah. Yeah. Because not a lot of women are in that lane. Like that's not, women are always like, oh, I give the best blowjobs. I give, you know, blah, You know, this is my signature. It's blowjobs, blowjobs, blowjobs. Right. But how often okay. you say, no, my thing's handjobs. And I give a handjob that's so good. You, if you're blindfolded, you will not know if it's my hands or my mouth. Really? Yes
1: okay, I want to experience that.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's true. It's true. I mean, there's points where, you know, where I've done it and my partner's like, I, I thought you were switching it up. I thought I couldn't tell. I thought it was your mouth. You know, like, no, I never used my mouth.
1: I that's mean, so cool. Real. Blindfolded because that means that forces a guy to have to pay attention to his penis, which as you know, can get numb sometimes and can get where it's not feeling and you have to, there's something that has to happen to make it feel again. I, I know this, that's a whole other subject, but I, I know this personally of learning, relearning how to rewire the connection between your brain and your body.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, it will be rewired very quickly with this and you have to sit there and be the receiver and that's a totally different position for a man.
1: Yes, that is a difficult thing for me still because I want to, take the lead and be the boss.
0: But you need it. This is the thing. This is what I'm talking about. When men also, you know, women, it's, you know, we're usually thinking, oh, we got to pamper the women. We got to do that. Men need it too. And you don't know how much you need it and how much you've missed it until you get it. And you're like, holy shit, like that felt amazing. And I felt things, you know, I just haven't felt my penis that way or I haven't been just able to have all of that attention and energy on me without having to be the director and the one leading. And, you know, and you need to guys need to need that break every once in a while. And it's just, it's an incredible thing, you know, to be able to do. So I'm super proud, you know, that I've got my little training wheels on and I'm doing it, you know, and it's very fun.
1: I love that. I think, you know, here's what's cool is even after six years of doing this, you are still learning and growing and you're excited about it. And you're excited to go please a partner. And the depth of, Opportunities and knowledge is just, I mean, now I'm not sure I'm ready for the fisting <laughs> that you've done, but luckily, well, Mia does have small hands.
0: I do. <laughs> I have small hands. I have small hands. <laughs> well, you know what, though? It's like never say never.
1: You I'm just not going to say never. never.
0: I didn't know. I mean, I never would have thought I would have my fist up some guy's ass. I never thought I'd. That, you know, how interesting and cool that would be to give somebody a prostate orgasm that way. It's just fun. I mean, there's just like, like I said, there's yeah. no shortage of fun, exciting. I even
1: told, I even, so we were talking about bucket list stuff, and Mia mentioned that she had a strap on, and I said, you know what? I think I would let you peg me.
0: Yeah, totally. You should. You should. Just the tip. Just the tip. Oh my God. Okay. With on that note, on the, just the tip note, I think this is where we're going to, we're going to wind it up. We're going to save some for our next recording. And thank you so much for coming back on and sharing next time. I think this time we just, we freewheeled it. Yep. I might, I might kind of go half seas next time, a little, little structure. I'm sure I'll have more questions that I definitely want to ask. But again, just thank you for being so open and sharing. I appreciate it so much. I know my listeners love it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you're having a great Saturday. I just have so much fun talking to Steve. I hope you guys had a great time listening. And everyone, you know where you can find me. I am at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. I love, love your voicemails. That's how, by the way, this gentleman that asked the questions in the beginning of this episode got them to me. He first reached out and was asking all these questions about Steve and we were going back and forth and I said, hey, he's going to be back on. So he got the chance to ask questions. So if you have any comments for Steve, comments for me, questions, just go to the website, leave me a voicemail, let it rip. You got five minutes and I get back to each and every one of you personally. All right, everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye.